But when they talk about the co-op and they say, well, my co-op does this, whether they know it or not, they're talking about my co-op, I own it. And that's neat to me. Every day, we rely on food, fuel, and fiber. But how much do you know about these industries we depend on? In this podcast, we dive deep into the production and processes of these everyday essentials. This is Field Points, an original podcast production from Series Solutions. You're listening to the Field Points Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Sager. I want to welcome you to a new series all about the cooperative. Did you know that October is National Cooperative Month? To celebrate, we're working hard throughout this series to uncover the benefits and value the cooperative brings to its members. The cooperative isn't like a traditional, publicly traded business. It is owned by its members, and that reverse ownership is something that we want to talk a little more about so listeners understand the importance of that option in the marketplace. In this first conversation, I am joined by the chairman of the Series Solutions Board, Rick Brubaker. Rick is a farmer who has served on the board for several years and brings a lot of insight into the value and the unique positioning that the cooperative system has. Throughout this conversation, I'm joined by my co-host, Dwayne Parker. Dwayne comes from Land Lakes and has had years of experience working alongside the board and leadership at local cooperatives. So let's meet Dwayne. I'm Dwayne Parker with Land Lakes, and I work for Member Relations Ag and work in Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, and Illinois. Partnered very close with uh, Series Solutions and work with their boards and with uh, their leadership team. Strategic planning from that standpoint, as well as uh, even getting down and doing uh, CEO reviews, uh, which Mr. Troike loves that. And really it's uh, helping them just continue to grow and bring them new ideas and things from a different perspective uh, than what they have internally. Great to be here today, and I look forward to the opportunity. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about a special giveaway we're doing during Co-op Month. We are so grateful that you tune in to the Field Points podcast. And to show our appreciation, we have put together several harvest giveaways. These include some harvest essentials and some serious solutions and Field Points swag. All you have to do is leave a review and let us know that you did so we can get you entered to win. Now, let's get into today's episode. Morgan, want to uh, start today and just talk a little bit about the cooperative. I've worked for the cooperative for uh, 35 years, basically my whole career. And, uh, you know, the value of the cooperative and what we uh, what we do in our reverse ownership model. So uh, we at Land Lakes, uh, we're owned by our member owners. We have uh, some dairy owners, which are actual dairy farmers, as well as member cooperatives like Series Solutions. And we'll talk to Rick here in a minute about that. You know, and as we uh, look at our cooperative model, it's really about our owners and trying to help them be successful as we are profitable uh, at a regional cooperative or at a local cooperative we return a portion of those earnings back to our member owners uh, and that is a unique model and uh, again uh, it's not for us just about uh, products and services it's about how can we help our owners and our members be successful within using those services and today we have uh, from series solutions uh, uh, from their board of directors we have Rick Brubaker uh, gonna join us and uh, he'll he'll tell us even more about uh, how the cooperative model works for series solutions and works for uh, for his operation with that Rick glad to be here I started in the co-op system as an employee back in the early 80s uh, I farm in Huntington County. We, My wife and I have a uh, corn and soybean operation and some beef cattle. Three daughters and, and a whole raft of grandkids now. So 
growing operation from that standpoint. You know, how I got started in this as a director, back in the early 90s, our local branch manager called me and she said, uh, we're looking for somebody to serve on the board and uh, wondered if you would be interested. I knew nothing about what that meant. I just said, sure, I'll do it. And since then, there's been a lot of growth in the co-op and in our farm operation, and it's evolved into uh, quite a good thing now. Having worked for the co-op for three years in the mid-80s, I asked Rick if there was anything interesting he learned about the cooperative model during his time in retail. Not so much about the cooperative, but just about farms in general, that there are so many ways to do the right thing. You know, everybody's got a different method, but you find out that that everybody's got what fits their operation best, and it may not be the same at every farm, but it, it works different for every farm. Have you served since that first time you joined the board? I have, yes. And uh, there was a long time that I was just learning and listening and kind of, you know, being quiet in the background. And then uh, at some point learned enough about the co-op system to be more helpful to it, more, more useful in the conversations. Next, I asked Rick to describe what it's like to be on the board and what they do to help guide the cooperative in the right direction. Management typically brings us a lot of information, all of the financials, all of the opportunities that are coming before us, and so we've got input in that. Some of our main jobs, though, are to make sure that that we have proper insurance, the governance of the co-op, that that's running correctly. Those are important key things, but making overseeing the equity of your member owners and making sure that uh, we are being fiscally responsible with uh, the ownership uh, and with how we invest and reinvest in the cooperative that is owned by their member patrons. I would tell you Series Solutions does a great job in maintaining that and making sure that they are uh, not only uh, making money as a cooperative, but helping them return money to their member owners. And the ownership model has been maybe one of the most important things to me. And I don't think a lot of people understand that, first of all, if you're a farmer customer of Ceres, you own part of the company. But beyond that, you also own part of Land Lakes, part of CHS, part of Country Mark. So you're a minority owner in a huge system. All of that being tied together uh, gives us a good opportunity to have a good supply chain. We don't have to worry about, you know, you worry about shortages and stuff, but I, I don't know that I remember a time when we've had to tell people as co-op that we've had to tell customers that, okay, we don't have enough diesel for you, we don't have enough propane for you. Uh, we, we do hear that in different places where they have shortages, but uh, you know that's probably one of our first jobs is to make sure that there's an adequate supply and that we're able to sell it at a reasonable price. We're coming up on the 100th anniversary of Ceres. I know the name has changed, but of the legacy of this cooperative. What do you think has changed and how do you think the cooperative model is relevant today? Well, in, in ag in general, the speed of things, the size and speed has just continued to grow. And so I think Ceres has done a good job of trying to keep up with that. And, you know, as, as farms get bigger, 
Ceres has had to amplify their programs. They've got probably some of the best people uh, right from our applicators in the field to management, agronomist, just all the way through. Uh, real quality people that really know what they're doing in their job. You talked about the speed and growth that you've had to have to, to keep up with that in the whole ag industry for that matter. What about technology? Well, technology is, is huge. I'm in my early 60s and technology starting to run over me but the next generation of farmers just keeps relying more and more on the technology and uh, you know everything that you can just pull off of your phone and have at your fingertips uh, but then even at that i kind of depend on series to pull all that information together into one one basket where i can get what i need out of it and uh, that's worked well. One thing that Dwayne had talked about was the investments in making sure that we're making good financial decisions for the cooperative. Can you share how, as a team, the board decides on those types of things? You know, we're given a lot of information and it takes takes some time to sit and sift through it all. The nice thing is that we've We've always been given information that we can trust, so you, you don't have to verify a whole lot. But there's just certain goals that we set that an investment needs to make a certain return. Uh, if it doesn't, we're probably not gonna look at it too close. And there are some investments that we've made as series that are less ag-based and more like commercial petroleum that type of stuff. The profits off of those still come back into series and is used a lot to supplement the ag side. So it's kind of like an off-farm income almost. <laughs> you as a board, you really do analyze ultimately as you're making new investments on behalf of your membership. Yes, you give a lot of data that's given to you, but you guys analyze that pretty thoroughly to make sure that it makes sense uh, in, in your because your communications with other growers and things throughout your community is, is trying to make sure that those things are going to make sense is that a fair statement yeah and it's not a simple process i mean it, it feels simple at some level but you you do a lot of comparing you say sifting through things to get to the answers to it and most cooperatives and series solutions would be the same way they're very diversified and so making sure that you're investing in the right areas to help your membership and again sometimes that may mean that you're investing in an LP business that may not be directly tied to as many members as what some other but but it may make the most sense for your business yeah and a lot of times our, our investments are looked at a little more geographically We've got needs in one area that we may not have in another area, but we've got customers all over the place there. And so you, you do look at what the customer needs in that area and try to invest that way. We do have districts where directors are elected from, and we do try to have directors geographically spread out. But then uh, when, once you're elected, there's never really any, well, my district needs this or my district needs that. It's just the whole board looking at what's best for the co-op as a whole. One of, one of the things you talked about, uh, you talked about governance. How do you go about making sure representation is right for your cooperative? We try to have the a good geographical base so that we know we're representing 
different areas, but then we also try to represent a certain amount of livestock ownership. We've got a wide spectrum of what their business base is, and then we are starting to work a little bit more on our age diversification because we, we can't have all, you know, a bunch of senior board members. We need some new ideas from some people that are in their 30s rather than everybody in their 60s and, and everything in between. How does someone become a part of the board? I would say the easiest way would be to contact a board member and let them know that you're interested in being part of the board and then as that area comes up for election, then we would, uh, after some vetting, make sure that uh, that person got to uh, got an opportunity to run for the board. What's the term length? Uh, three years. We don't have a limit on term or a limit on age. Some do, and they vary quite a bit. What is one thing you wish more people knew about series? Well, I think that'd go back to the ownership piece and, and that broad spectrum of, of what all you actually own as part of owning a series. I, I just think that's a really neat concept to me that I'm a 2,000 acre farmer in Warren, Indiana, but I own part of a, a refinery in southern Indiana and I own part, own part of a, a banking system. I own part of Land Lakes and, and CHS. It's just it ties in a lot of things throughout the entire nation. That's one thing I wish everybody understood better. We have a very broad system. If we don't have the people that have the answers right in front of you, we know how to find the right people to get you the answers. We, I think, have a big enough system to have the right equipment and, uh, and the right people in place to serve people. And hopefully we're, we're at a size where uh, we can have some business sense in, in getting the products purchased at the right prices to get them to the farm at the right price, or at least a, a reasonable price. When people talk about my co-op, that means that they own it. You don't hear them talk about the other fertilizer companies and petroleum companies that way. They're, you know, it's, it's ABC company and this company and that company. But when they talk about the co-op and they say, well, my co-op does this, whether they know it or not, they're talking about my co-op, I own it. And that's neat to me. What do you feel that your member owners value the most that Siri Solutions is bringing to them today? Well, I hope what they value is mostly the quality of people that we have. That to me is one of the one of the biggest things. How do you think Series attracts those people to work for them? One of the things that's always impressed me with Series is quality of people. Right from the beginning there in the early 90s. I've just been blessed to work with a lot of men and women that they've just had a high moral standard. They've wanted to do the right thing because it's the right thing. So I think you attract like people in that situation and it starts to just bubble up and you begin to have more and more of a, uh, a culture that is that group of people. I can just think back over the years and you know I've worked for three different managers that each of them have been salt of the earth people. Not that they've hired every single person that's like them but people do gravitate to them and so I just think we've got a great group of people overall.
as you uh, think about that, because I, I, I would agree, I mean, the, the Serious Solutions employees that I've worked with uh, seem to carry and, and represent that culture of trying to help be a problem solver and help farmers and help members continue to grow in their farm and that. How do you see the board? Because, uh, you know, obviously you all have to also be your representative of, of the members, but but also you have to all work together to, to get things. How do you think that works? You know, the, the board, for whatever reason, almost becomes family. And I think that that works on down through the whole co-op is, is that we're a family. We care about each other. We uh, watch out for each other. We're constantly checking, is this okay? Is that going to work out okay? Is there anything else I can do for you? What is Siri Solutions and the board doing to make sure that uh, our cooperative model, uh, not only here at Siri Solutions, but across the system, is uh, around another hundred years. Yeah, I, w- I would hope the decisions that we're making now, they will affect people generations down the road. We, we already know that from what's happening in the co-op today. It's, it's based on decisions that have been made over the years, and uh, hopefully they're all good. What are the biggest challenges you have that you see for Siri Solutions going forward? And we talk about all the time one of the biggest challenges going forward is labor and that's just nationwide you you can't find enough people who want to put in the hours that we have to put in in agriculture and so we have to find different ways to work as a young farmer Uh, If I needed more done, I just worked more hours. And there was some sacrifice there of my family for that to happen. Nobody really wants that to happen. They want to have good quality of life. Most of them don't mind working hard. They just want to balance that. I mean, that's what we keep saying, work-life balance. We have to find a different way to work in ag to make that happen. What do you think that might look like? You know, it's technology will be a lot of it. And we have to, you know, my dad always told me, work smarter, not harder. That's what we have to do, figure out a way to do more in less hours. We don't necessarily have to do just more. We need to do less hours and and still be productive at what we do. With growers planning really earlier so we, we know what products, not only what products we need, but make sure that from a timely standpoint for you as a farmer, is making sure that we can get you the product things that you need in a timely manner. Is that going to help? Is that is it, that a piece? It, it does help, and that goes back to a question you earlier asked there about how's the co-op system impacted me, maybe personally. And uh, several years ago, our uh, local branch manager and sales rep and all of us sat down in one room early in the winter, and we just talked about what the needs were on the farm and what the needs were at the co-op and how you fit those things together and we we all found out that there were things we could do to help each other be more efficient that we we didn't realize at all Uh, you know we we all knew what our own needs were but we didn't know how they interlocked and how they could be uh, fixed by just working together a little closer and planning ahead a little better. So almost a true partnership with your oh yeah local people. Yeah, 
definitely is a true partnership because you know what if my farm doesn't do well my co-op can't do well it makes a full circle what do you think some of the biggest opportunities are here in the next couple of years for series there probably are opportunities in the sustainability pieces and doing things with cover crops and carbon credits I have no idea where some of these things will end up. One of the other things that I just heard slight mentions of is uh, some of the vertical farming, you know, and okay. and uh, we know that we're going to feed the world. We just don't know how. Ag a hundred years ago looked nothing like ag today, so we can assume that 50 years from now ag won't look the same either. And we just have to adjust to it and, and learn and try to do the best we can to stay ahead of it. We occasionally have some outside groups that come in and present ideas to us that are maybe not as mainstream to our thought process and and help stretch us a little bit and get us thinking on a, a little deeper level and that's very helpful too. How do you tell the non-ag people the ag story? Part of the thing about communicating to the non-farm non-rule, I don't know, you have a rule that's non-farm. So, so communicating to people that are not like us is understanding that they're not like us, but show them how much we are alike and that we do care about the same things. I don't know a farmer that doesn't care about his land. I, I make a living off of my land, so I need to make it as uh, profitable, but as, as sustainable as I can. I mean, the, the land I intend for my kids and my grandkids and their grandkids to live off of that land. And, and so I can't do things that are bad for it. I have to build it up and make it better and better. And, uh, and you know, we just have to be able to communicate maybe to non-farm folks that how much we do care. Well, that wraps up today's episode. I want to say a big thank you to Rick for taking time to be on our podcast. This is the first time we've had a grower live on Field Points, and I'm so grateful that he took the time to share his perspective on series solutions. In our next episode, we're continuing our series on Cooperative Month. We will be focusing on how series solutions leverages partnerships, specifically when it comes to the seed business. Don't forget to leave a review and let us know that you did so we can get you entered to win in the Harvest Giveaway. The show notes for this episode will be available at series.coop. That's C-E-R-E-S dot C-O-O-P. If you enjoyed this deeper dive, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Your review and feedback will help other listeners like you find our podcast, and we are so thankful for that. 